Well, no supporters this week, which is fine. But if you guys know of people that, you know, want to hear awesome true crime stories, tell your friends about us and help us help us tell you the stories. So, uh, all right. I got to I told John I wouldn't move this microphone too much. So I'm going to do my bongos with my non injured hand, which is coming together. But it's still. Is that a, is that a stitching reference? Yeah, <laughs> it's coming together. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so this week's surprise shot is for Joanne. She requested a specific shot, so we will be taking that. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. That's pretty good one-handed. See, I love these chairs because I'm more relaxed, you know? And, yeah. like, I'm not always like, all right, let's get the story done. I mean, I can just I can sit here for hours. back here. This is, yeah, I, this is comfortable. Honestly, if I wish we had an ottoman. I what was if, thinking I was, that. If we had gotten, like, Barcolone chairs. <laughs> we can get, you know what we could get? We can get a big, one big ottoman. Oh! like a round big round yeah. one or something and then we can all use it put our feet up mm. no we'll ha- we'd have None to get a like bit sharing. yeah we'd have to get two ottomans one for john and one for us no th- no i'd rather have one we're trying to get less we're trying to make it more Open. minimalistic here yeah we're on yeah. this minimal thing cheers y'all cheers Ugh. that wasn't bad actually mm. It wasn't good, but oh. it's all. Um, it was called Award Eight. Award Eight. Yep. It, um, orange juice. Yep. Orange juice, lemon juice, and whiskey. Interesting. Kind of similar to a hot toddy, but like cold. They, yeah, a cold. No. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Anyway, um, dude, Jack the freaking stripper. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that would be a good stage name. I was gonna say who if someone hasn't taken that, they're missing out. Mm. Was that in Magic Mike XL? Because I didn't see that one. I didn't see it either. There, I guess there are there two more, or is there one more? Is there three total? I don't know. I only saw the first one. Same. Uh, all right. I'm pulling this, pulling it out. Excuse me while I whip this out. Please don't. What movie is that from? Huh? I'm sure Brandon knows. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. I'll give someone. <laughs> Wait, do you want to do you want to tell them what happened last night? I don't know the what May, happened last the night. The Maybach. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I feel like this is a funny story. Okay. The, do, when all right, Jim. When you hear the word Maybach, what do you think of? A car. Like, but do you think you it's know somebody? What it is. I had no idea what the fuck. Like, it was. who who do you know that drives a Maybach? Zero people. Well, <laughs> what what one rapper in the world drives a Maybach and has written several songs about it? I don't know. Maybach music. <laughs> What's this? It's M- M- Maybach music. Maybach music. <laughs> Port of Miami, too. <laughs> Maybach. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm dying. <laughs> Matt, he was in one. Kanye was in one of the songs, but if he, not. If you can guess it. That's not who, who oh. it is. That'll be a trivia point. This What's is a up? trivia point. What's up, Matthew? If y'all can guess it, man. <laughs> so we were. <laughs> taking the dogs to the beach last night and um, we were driving behind a Maybach or whatever and I had never like heard of it let alone seen one before. I've yeah. never seen one in real life. I've never even seen one in a picture. I just hear about it from this one rapper all Jay-Z the time. Jay-Z was also in another song that was called in Maybach. This music. guy has si- how many songs? Six songs. He has six <laughs> songs called Maybach Music. It's funny because Nicole like was looking at it. It's like Maybach Music, you know, number one. And then Maybach Music number two. Two. Like a regular. Regular uh, two. And then three was Roman numerals. Numeral. 
And then four, five, and six were Roman numerals. I guess he just wasn't expecting on making more than two Maybach music songs. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, Who? yeah, there'll be a trivia point. Anyone, anyone else have any guesses? Matt guessed Kanye and Jay Z. <laughs> yeah, John's bar- giving. Are you giving bar- you a hint? <laughs> Is it DMX? No, no, good no. guess though. Well, he barks, or he used to when he was it's, alive. It's it's not really. It's less bark, more more grunt. Huh? <laughs> Stop it. It's more. It's more. Huh? <laughs> it's Rick Ross, man. <laughs> the boss, Rick Ross, Teflon Don. He made six Maybach songs. Because I was like, so we were on the drive home. I was like, what the fuck is this car? Apparently, they're very expensive. Yes, I have never seen one. I've seen several Maseratis down here. Well, I thought it was freaking Rick Ross because who drives it? Nobody except Rick <laughs> Ross. Rick Ross, apparently. Like, and we were behind it. I was like, whoa, I've never seen that car ever. And apparently, they're made in Hong Kong. And the reason you don't see them is because, or maybe not. Maybe I was reading. Maybe what I pulled up. I don't know. They have a sure. luxury tax, which is like a hundred grand to just get them over here and they're not as nice yeah, as Bentley's. It is owned by Mercedes. So maybe they're, maybe they're, uh, it's really German. But if you ever listen to Rick Ross, like he, he's the only rapper that raps about it. And, and apparently he loves it so much. <laughs> he's written six songs about it. Everyone else is rapping about their Bentleys and Phantoms and <laughs> Royce Royces or whatever. Oh my gosh. I don't know. So funny. She was laughing, man. It was funny. Yeah. Man, if you missed last episode, mm, I don't know what I don't know what you well, doing. Well, we got to catch Jen up. Yeah. Well, hold on. I'm trying to pull up stupid uh my notes. They're not pulling up. Let's see. Are right, you can uh you can catch her up if you want. <sighs> Okay, <clears throat> the punchline for this is we're still talking about the same murder that we talked about last time. However, no, one of the canonical five. Yes. Wait, why is it a punchline? <laughs> like a the, the big, no, the, the main point the lo- or the main oh. thing to know. The log line. Okay. Is that the the more information was coming out days because John's going like by the day in the newspaper. So it came out that the uterus was surgically removed. Oh, you didn't hear that? No, that was that was this past week. So so what happened was it was like so perfectly removed that when the physician who was doing the autopsy report said, like, how long would it take you to do this to this degree and precision? It would have taken somebody hours. And it was done like so perfectly and so skilled. There were no wrong cuts or whatever. This person was specifically looking for the uterus and cut it out um, and did it, did the procedure within less than 10 minutes. Yeah. So how did they how did they determine it was done so quickly? What was that? Uh, because of the timestamp of like when the body was there and when the body wasn't okay was found. Let, let me kind of go over it real quick. For Is this you. the one where she was found and ra- had her intestines wrapped around her neck? Oh and whatever. yeah. All right. So if you guys missed the last link scarf, yes. If you if you so all of them so far have had silk scarfs wrapped around their neck, which this one does too. We're talking about tonight. It's really interesting why. Which now I know why. But if if you didn't hear last week's, I'm going to recap it, but holy shit, you missed it, man. That was such a good one. And that was just for you guys. I didn't even put it out on iTunes yet. So last time we talked about yet another murder of Marianne Nichols. That's who you, you remember that name, Marianne Nichols? I think so. All right. So we talked about her, but I didn't tell you that her uterus was removed, but 
because I was going day by day on the newspaper, it came out that the coroner actually, when he did his inquest, realized that the uterus was removed with eerie precision. Now, keep in mind, this was 5.50 in the morning. So it was right at daybreak, right at dusk. Mm-hmm. Or is it dawn? I can't remember. Dawn for the morning. Right at dawn. So the reason he did that, we later surmised, and I don't know if this is true because no one knows, but the reason he, because at first I was like, why would he wait until the morning? Like that is so stupid. It was a stupid guy. He did it on purpose to get a little bit of light so he could do his surgery. And within five minutes, he killed this woman, nearly de- decapitated her severed her windpipe and removed her uterus without damaging any other organs. And the coroner was asked, if you were to do this procedure with a woman on the table, not even screaming and falling around, how long would it take you? He said it would take the quote better part of an hour to do that same procedure. So we know, and I didn't want to believe it at first, but Jack the Ripper is definitely not a cigar maker. No. Uh, he, and is def- he is definitely some sort of medical trained person. And let's get on with the juiciest part of it, which was... All right. So the juiciest part of it, like so juice running down my face. Yeah. Super juice. They arrested Leather Apron. Remember Leather Apron? Mm-hmm. Big in the news. Apparently, they let him go. He was a shoemaker. Remember, we thought he may have been a shoemaker. They decided it wasn't him. And then... Then, as I started reading, and this has been postulated before by the grandson of this certain gentleman, but it looks more and more to me right now at this point that it could possibly be H.H. Holmes. Okay. Because, so his his great-great-grandson wrote a novel, Mm -hmm. and the novel was basically him finding his grandpappy's diary with all of these letters claiming to be Jack the Ripper. Now, it's a novel, so he admitted that that's all fake. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the timeline and you look at the precision in which he's cut out these uteri, you see that it very well could be this guy. And not only that, one of the most shocking things, and I don't, I didn't see this anywhere. This is my theory. It may be a theory now, like in the 2000s, someone come up with it. But at the time, this is my theory. If it is H.H. Holmes, he, and you'll see here more and more, In fact, we're starting with one quote about his description. He is seen on several occasions wearing a deer stalker hat. Now, just let me show you what a deer stalker hat is and tell me if you know what this is. And and next week, we're going to have it on the screen, but I don't have it right now. But this is a deer stalker hat. You can see it. Oh, yeah. It looks like a detective hat. Looks like, who who does that bring to mind? Sherlock Holmes. (laughs) You picked up on it right away. What? H.H. Holmes isn't his real name. Is Herman Mudgett. He has many aliases, but at the time he was going by H. H. Holmes. And at the same time, guess who was really popular? Sherlock Holmes. And, and Sherlock Holmes wore this deer stalker. Yeah. The murders, the victims, most of the victims he's, uh, this guy, this foreigner has been seen with is wearing this hat. Is that not a coincidence? Didn't, didn't they find out that there was an American who was yeah, asking? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Let, let okay, me just read I'll let this you get to, to that part. Okay. We're still on recap. There. I still didn't want to believe it. Okay. So you got two things that could make it Holmes. Very skilled in anatomy and they can't catch them. Number one, people could recognize them anywhere, but the fact that they don't ever see him means he might not be in the country. Right. Now, they didn't think about this at the time. And then the hat. That's basically two things 
things that, okay, maybe sort of could be. Well, you did say the last time that I was here that like that a theory was that it was someone coming on an import and export ship, right? Because yeah. they weren't mm-hmm. there. Did I, I, did I say that? I know I said that about the Thames murders. Maybe. I don't. Uh, well, that would still track, right? Yeah. All right. Let me show you this. This this really makes it hard to believe it's not H.H. Holmes. Let me find this. I got to find this thing one more time. But I, I, I think a good clarifying point is I don't think all of the murders that are that are associated with this are or could be H.H. Holmes because I don't think like this is the only one that we've talked about so far that is like surgical. You know what I mean? Yeah. And done in this exact way. So I think it was a combination. I would love to see if it was possible if we look at where his appearances were in the United States and if that tracks with at least the murders that are like this. Did anyone ever look into the coroner? Mm, Good question. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So, so I'm thinking that this is not one person and yeah. I think a lot of people are connecting it to be that way. So I am not convinced at this point. I think some of them could have been gangs. Some of them could have been like those military officers in that one particular case. I, you know, just because all of a sudden there's murder activity. I don't know. I, like, I don't see it that way. Well, yeah, it's more fun to, not fun, but like to come up with a theory that it's just this one person that's one maniac. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's dangerous instead of thinking that this is stuff that goes on and more people are monsters and are capable of doing it. Yeah. Wait, though, because this is going to blow your mind. The uterus has been taken away. The body has not been dissected, but the injuries have been made by some person who evidently had considerable anatomical skill and knowledge. There had been no meaningless cuts. The organ had been taken by one who knew where to find it, what difficulties he would have to contend against, and how we should use his knife so as to abstract the organ without injury to it. No unskilled person could have known where to find it or have recognized it when it was found. For instance, no mere slaughter slaughterer of animals could have carried out these operations. It must have been someone accustomed to the post-mortem room. The conclusion that the desire was to possess the missing organ seems overwhelming. Mm. If the object were robbery, the injuries to the viscera were meaningless for death had previously resulted resulted from the loss of blood at the neck. The medical school director had contacted the police and he had said several months ago, an American doctor or medical expert, he didn't give his name, had called in to not just his school, but several other schools, several other medical schools like around the world, requesting specific organs, the uterus being one. He said he would pay well for them in return. Obviously, no one granted him that, but now that these uterus, uteruses are getting removed, this guy at the school is like, holy shit, I remember this American had called and had inquired about this. So that's another- Looking for uteruses. Which yeah. is another point for H.H. home, you know, for H.H. camp, right? Yeah. So I don't know. That's interesting. But I don't know if anyone's put together the H.H. Holmes and the um, the Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. No, a, a lot of people always talked about the deer, deer stalker hat, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. So that's basically what we did last time. And tonight I'm actually starting on Burner Street, September 30th, 1888. The last murder that we did was, I believe, September the 9th. So we're actually going about 20 days later, 27, 25 days later or so. It's a Sunday morning, 1240 a.m. This is a five-minute walk from 
Bucks Row, about mm-hmm. 200 yards away from where both of those horrific murders had happened, right there by this Jack the Ripper character. Now, there are more police presence, and they get a lot of shit about, about this coming up because they are letting this maniac completely obliterate these working women at night, right? And they are literally cannot do anything about it. No stakeouts yet? No, actually, I talked about it. So the medical school, the local medical school had actually started, the men had started wearing wigs and dresses and doing their own sting operations, trying to get picked up by this guy. Which makes me think that maybe it was someone in the medical school. If they knew that it was happening, or maybe they were even on the sting team, and that's why it didn't even, that's why they didn't get caught. Yeah, yeah. Could be. And it could be more than one person, too. So this guy, this American that called when he was asked, why do you want these organs? He said something very interesting that he was subscribed to a certain publication member. It was a a publication or something. And he wanted to send out a lot. He wanted to send out an organ with each edition or something like that. That sounds like something that that. you would would put in our Patreon. It's very dark. Yeah. Yeah. Sign up for a Patreon and I'll send you an organ. Yeah. So this is from the Evening Telegraph, October 1st. This is just about the the title is The Opinions of the London Press. The Times say no means of detection should be left untried and suggest that a bloodhound might be tried, as in the case of the Blackburn murder 12 years ago. As the matter stands, the police are at fault and must apparently await helplessly the preparation of some fresh outrage to give them a renewed chance of getting on the right track. The Daily News says the police have done nothing. They have thought of nothing. And in their detective capacity, they have shown themselves distinctly inferior to the bloodhounds, which a few years ago in the provinces in the provinces tracked the mysterious murderer of a little girl to his doom. The trail must run true and clear from Burner Street for yada yada. None of the accepted apologies for the shortcomings of the force will cover their repeated failure in these extraordinary cases. So September 30th, 1888, Sunday, 1240 a.m. The timeline here is extremely tight. This is a five-minute walk from Bucks Row, 200 yours away. One of the things that you'll see in Jack the Ripper's M.O., is where he kills has to be completely void of light. No light whatsoever. Dark as a black hole. Sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We would start singing, but <laughs> we don't want to get a copyright be- flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a notoriously dangerous neighborhood. And it's also a neighborhood where we're going tonight that is not only inhabited by, damn it, Wolfie, now we're going to get banned. <laughs> No, that doesn't count. What does that mean? Black hole sun? Is that her butthole? No. (laughs) Is that what that is? I don't think so, but way to get creative with it. All right. This is a notoriously dangerous neighborhood. A salesman was returning home on his horse and his buggy. And a few feet away from the entrance gates, he was, quote, putting up his pony and barrow. And that's when he saw a a laid body of a woman. Now, as I said, the passage here is extremely dark. No light whatsoever. This isn't like your posh neighborhoods of Somerville. This is no street lights whatsoever. And I know before I said when the cops find the body, they pull out their flashlights, but that doesn't exist. So I'm Lanterns. guessing, I'm guessing street lights may have been still gas powered. Yeah. Because electric, didn't we? 
figure out electricity was just now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not going to be installed in some low, low uh, society or low, imp- some impoverished neighborhood like the East End London. Well, remember, um, they used to have people that would, that was their job was to put the lights on, the gas mm-hmm. lights. Triple little light, fantastic for you Mary Poppins 2 fans out there. Mm-hmm. Mary Poppins was a hoe. I, I fucked her. I mean, I would. Wait, who is it? Maybe I'm thinking about Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, equally disturbing. <laughs> I love Mary Poppins. Like that. Oh, uh, rip Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. I was really upset when I saw that yesterday. Hey, Martin. So I really like how you're putting the dead celebrities on there, man. Keep mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. Thanks, Martin, for keeping that up. That yeah, was something yeah, that keep, I started and have since lapsed. Yeah. Keep that up. That's awesome. I was really sad to see Jimmy Buffett pass. Such an early age, too. Mm. And he was on tour, apparently. He had to take a break. So his show here was coming up. Yeah, and you were going to it, right? Well, I was. I wanted to go, but I had another commitment. Jesus Christ. I mean, and so he got. He had to cancel it because he had a health problem. And then he was going to reschedule, but then the, he came out and said that he wasn't going to reschedule. And then we just found out yesterday. That sucks, man. He, he said um, in the paper that Martin posted on Discord that he was um, surrounded. He passed surrounded by his family and his dog. Yeah, and his music. I mean, he, I think his last live event, he went up, he was in Portsmouth, Rhode Island, and he was like playing a little acoustic set at a restaurant. I I don't know his biography, but I do remember hearing somewhere that the dean of his college said he would never amount to anything or something something like that. I mean, he is. He's actually like, I mean, not just his music. He is quite the mogul of uh, franchising Mm -hmm. restaurants. Yeah. And that retirement community. Like, that's where I want to retire. Fuck yeah. There's one in um, Hilton Head. Yeah, oh, dude. We, we used to drive by it when John was going to his they have hyperbaric like the, every day. The freaking most STDs per capita. That's the villages in Florida. Yeah, it's the same shit though. No. Old people. Well, no, that is that is one specific place in yeah. Florida that has the highest STD rate. Look that, out for the pineapples. Is that what happens when you get old? You're just like, oh fuck, here's my. Old. That was an old episode people, of Bob's Burgers. Yeah, you old, remember? Old people have sex. That's fucking disgusting. I'm sorry to tell you, but I, I've heard that is a thing. Like the people in the villages just get more than it's like, called I've mature. That's no. the category, Jen. I whatever on, you on look Pornhub? up on Pornhub is on you. No, Pornhub's too fake, man. I like that real shit. Fake taxi.com. <laughs> <laughs> fake taxi. How do I know that? I don't know. Yeah, I've never <laughs> heard of that before. <laughs> yes, same. I've never heard that either. Uh-huh. All right. Anyway, what was I talking about? I gotta move on real quick. Uh shit. What was I talking uh, about? We should do some we should go get margaritas and cheeseburgers and oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, his birthday. Yeah, it, his death day. It reminds me. Of, it reminds me of that margarita machine my mom bought. I my know. Dad because she was mad at him. I know. My dad bought my mom a vacuum cleaner on their anniversary, and my mom's like, "Okay, all right, motherfucker." <laughs> And then on his birthday, she comes home with a margarita machine, knowing he doesn't drink. Yeah, your pa- I was going to say, I've never seen your family drink an ounce of alcohol, ever. Very different from my family. <laughs> Where my mom's like, I'll have a tequila yeah. on the rocks. Thank oh, yeah. You. Our moms, like, need to hang out. I, I know. Like they they are. Friends. Yeah, they're very similar. My mom will be like. in the corner judging y'all's moms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know. All right. So, damn, what was we talking about? All right. So, this man, Mr. Mr. Lewis. Mr. Lewis, a salesman, he's returning home on his horse. He just finished putting up his pony and barrow. Jesus. What is a barrow? All I think of is like Bonnie and Clyde. I actually could make margaritas. I have margarita mix. That's a point. Another thing. I'm that enthusiastic. I'll pause. No, I'm like, I'm still recovering from yesterday slash Friday. True. 
Just like all the other murders here, the gates were left unlocked and used unlocked and usually and usually even left ajar completely. And it's so dark. It is completely absent. I mean, it's not only dark because there's no streetlights, but you got to remember there's no electricity in people's homes. And at this time, those candles have blown out and they are going to bed, mm. you know. So there is literally no light. It's like if you were to go in a cave. So that's where he stalks his victims mm-hmm. is in this absence of light, right? The gate is shared or this community, this subdivision is shared by a father and son sack manufacturer, a horse cart builder, and even a society, the International Working Men's Educational Society. Which I looked it up. It's a Jewish left-wing sort of society. That's what it said. The missus was waiting for her husband to come back. Mr. Lewis, he gets off his horse and he shines his mag light down at the ground. And there lays a woman's body. He runs inside. His mag light. I just picked up on that. Sorry. He runs inside to tell his wife to come out and clean up this shit. And there was, quote, the wretched woman's throat had been cut in a horribly complete manner. From the Evening Chronicle, October 1st, 1888, a match was struck and the men were horrified to see a great quantity of blood on the ground. The alarm of murder was given at once and some neighbors assembled and lifting the body on one side exposed the wound in the throat. The dress was partly pulled open, suggesting that Jack was about to start his work but was interrupted. Now this timeline is extremely tight here. One member of the society left the club at 1230 and came back around around 1240. Mr. Lewis's cart pulled up and he didn't see anybody laying on the cobblestone. Around that time, only minutes later, Mr. Lewis pulls up. So this is within minutes, but it's also incomplete because we see that her skirt was only pulled up and her uterus was intact. He was interrupted by something, by someone had interrupted him. Perhaps it was Mr. Lewis coming in. He could hear the horse tromp. That doesn't sound like a horse. No, it sounds like a horse that like, if you were trying to talk to a baby about what a horse sounds like, that sounds like a horse. We need coconuts. Yeah. (laughs) So What is your quest? The horse is coming up and scares Jack off. (laughs) Scares Jack off. <laughs> I just said jack off. Yeah. <laughs> Scares jack off. Oh man. Who knew just a string of words would get <laughs> Is that going to be the title of the episode? <laughs> Maybe jack off. <laughs> Scared jack off. The dress was pulled partly open. The deed had only just been committed when the body was discovered for the poor creature's flesh was still warm and her blood yet flowing. Oh, yeah. So this was right before. Yeah. So within minutes, if not seconds, Jack had struck and then he left because he got spooked. The police at this time, around one o'clock, a police constable named Lamb was walking down Commercial Street and two men ran towards him, screaming, another murder has been committed, another murder. The policeman runs over there and he sees four to five deep gashes in her neck, but no gashes in her stomach. Mm. So that's different. Now we can kind of see what he's doing first. The right arm lay across her breast and her face was about six inches from the wall. 
Now, I'm going to come back to that, but we were talking about H.H. Holmes being, perhaps being the murderer. Now, before, before this even happened, I found a Chicago paper called the Butte Daily Post. Mm-hmm. This is a few days before what we're talking about had happened. Okay. This article came out. If you want to read this, it's huh. from the Butte Daily Post. A few Post. days before. It takes like a week to get over to England. Jack the Ripper in Chicago is the headline. Oh, okay. Chicago special. A Jack the Ripper case came to light in the little suburban town of Clyde this morning. I thought Chicago special was a type of pizza. Go on. This paper she's reading, the Butt Daily Post, is from 27th September, 1888. So this murder happened on September 30th. The one in London. So this is literally three days, three days before. So could it be possible if this is Jack the Ripper, which I don't think it is because it's completely different, but they use the word Jack the Ripper. Could it be possible to travel to London within this time period or not? No. No. All right. Well, then go ahead and read it anyway. Uh, Hang on. This from the 27th of September, 1888. Three days before. You want me to read it? No, I got it. The, mutil- the mutilated body of a man. Oh, yeah. Oh. Already. Not it. The mutilated body of a man was found lying on the prairie near that village. The body was in sections and not all of it was there. The head was neatly severed from the body and lay beside the trunk from which all the vital organs had been removed. Portions of the limbs were scattered about. It is possible that the fragments have come from a dissecting table. The coroner will investigate. So I thought it was interesting. I, I'm, I'm not seeing uh, a correlation there, I guess. If you guys don't think so, then it's not him. Well, I mean, flight had not been invented yet. And you still, so you, your main travel would be by boat to get from the United States to. And it takes, uh, it would take at least a week. Yeah. All right. And it's completely different. Now, keep in mind. I mean, I guess the dissection part, it tracks yeah. to other H.H. Holmes stuff. I guess we haven't covered him yet, but that doesn't mean that this was confirmed to be tied to him. I also unless it was maybe one of his like like associates. So that's a good point. I haven't completely done HH Holmes yet, but I know that when he was grave robbing, he did have a partner in crime, and it is possible for there to be two people like HH Holmes, both medically trained doing this cuz I know he got in trouble for stealing bodies this before the murder house and stuff like that, and it was with him and a friend. So it is possible it also makes me think of a really good book that I am reading again, and I've read many times, and there's a movie too, uh, Herbert West Reanimator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we watch that like every we, October. We yeah. do watch it. Are the sequel Kanye West Reanimator. I haven't read it's that one book, yet. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they just replaced Herbert with Kanye. Wait, that's a real book? Yeah, I have yeah. it on the shelf. Yeah. It's got Kanye West. <laughs> on the cover, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe he's still getting royalties from that considering he's not anything else. No, because yeah. at the very back of the book, it says, thank you to Kanye for not suing me oh. for two, for writing this. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, so in that, there are two medical students who are actively digging up bodies together. A gruesome task you would not think two people would share, but they do. Well, what about the ones that we already covered, the ones that were in London? Well, so far, I um, think the only one that I would, that seems possibly linked to H.H. Holmes that we've done is the one where the uterus was just carved out. No, I'm talking about the grave robbers. Wait, the only one? You don't think the other ones have been? Not necessarily. So you think the canonical five doesn't even make sense? Correct. I don't. So, so far. So no. you're, th- what, what, but the MOs are so similar though. Mm, 
Well, so Besides far, taking out the uterus. Yeah. I wonder if they even. I mean, I'm not seeing, but like this is that the uterus one was the only one that had any sort of surgical. Precision. Precision at all to it. That's interesting. The the last one. Sure, a throat cut and, you know, maybe the ra- stuff wrapped around the neck is interesting. But if they're publishing that shit in the papers. Uh, Can I ask a question at risk of throwing off anyone's theory of anything else at all? What in, in during this time was there any type of religious reformation or like anything? Because I feel like in most of the most of the murders that we cover in general, sex workers are a prime target. So uh, in London, we they had like multiple. I feel like and, and I, I don't remember. I'm not good with timelines for like Protestant reformations or anything like that. But if was there a big like there was abortion uprising? Abortions always been looked down on in London, even today, I believe. But at the time, there were backdoor abortionists like crazy. Well, maybe that's maybe maybe it was like a thing. I don't know. I don't know. Hold on a second. I don't even really know what I was trying to say. It just popped up in my brain for like two seconds. I was like, this is a good point. And then I said it and then it didn't. Hold on. What was going on in London in 1888? Dumb hoe. I don't know why you're so mean to your chat, GPT. Well, all right. In 1888, London was in the midst of the Victorian era, the period, period, huh? Excuse me. Marked by great change, Jack the Ripper, obviously, industrialization, the match girl strike, which, oh yeah, the um, women's suffrage. suffrage. Yeah. Y'all were trying to vote or some shit or go be an astronaut. Y'all can vote, just don't be astronauts. Oh oh my God. (laughs) Never mind. That's an inside argument. Mm -hmm. We so all right. No, you may as well just not. Nicole, say all right. Nicole was watching some on Netflix, and I was po- I was priding her Mercury because eight? it was Mercury. about how women can't go to space, and this was in the sixties. They wanted women wanted to walk on the. They moon. were training to be astronauts, and then NASA said no. Yeah, they, so they went through all this training, and then society was like, "No, we can't send a woman up there. What about her period and stuff?" Yes, apparently that's what Lyndon Johnson said. <laughs> <laughs> And I wouldn't be shocked if that was a direct quote either. So I I literally started priding Nicole for just because I'm a dick. That's like your favorite activity. And she got so effing pissed, dude. She was livid. Yeah, you were like, I don't want to watch this. Can you turn on something that I want to watch? And I was like, well, fuck you. Then we're not watching anything. And I went to bed. Did we talk about the Challenger conspiracy? No. That's a story for another time, I guess. What do you mean? The conspiracy that the Challenger didn't, didn't, the people that were on the Challenger weren't actually on the Challenger and the thing went up and exploded, but they people actually are alive because there are identical people with the same names of all of the Challenger astronauts. Is that on? Is that a documentary on Netflix but, or something? Or I don't think. Uh, I don't think. Well, it's where on do they live? What do they do for a living? One was I'll a teacher. What are you talking about? I'll find it. There's like a teacher. It yeah. wasn't just all astronauts. No, I know that, but they went on to live like they're not like they went back to their regular lives. They went on and they're doing other things. Like some of them are professors. Some of them have like the same like vocal um, patterns. Some of them, it, it's it's wild. I will I will share the video with you. That is wild. <laughs> Random conspiracy. You're elementary school teachers are names insanely unique and you've never heard other people with those names. That's funny. I could make that argument about 
about a lot of people, though. That's an interesting what? conspiracy. What are you talking about? I don't understand. Never mind. Well, there are names I wish they would bring back, like Margaret. No, wait, that's my grandma's name. No, like, I like that name. Yeah. That's my aunt's name. I, I want to, if, if I have kids, if slash when I have kids, um, I really like the name Mary and Rose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I want to use, if I have a boy, which I know like it's not up to me, but I, I think I would be a better boy mom than a girl mom. I just know that I would be. Mm-hmm. So that means I'm probably automatically going to have dogs. Daughters and no sons. <laughs> um, but I want to use my dad's name and somehow. There you yeah. go. Anyway. Just one second. I'm asking ChatGBT who are some of the worst women in history named either Rose or Mary. Trying to give you some. Can you stop? Can we, can you stop? <laughs> you are, you're already like, you brought up something that made me mad. Now you've like, you know, brought up a fight. So she's let's already just keep ready to going. Fight again. Okay. Let's just keep all going right, with the right. story now. All right. We're going with the story. I hate how this is always just politically correct. You know, every time I type in true crime stuff, like, you know, give me a summary of this, whatever, so I can put it into podcast description. It's like, it's important to keep in mind that families, yada, yada. I'm like, dude, what the f- F. Like, stop telling. Like, we you- know. I know, right? I want to turn that shit off. Like, stop. Being- <laughs> I take remove your morality. <laughs> uh, all right, a Doctor Blackwell. He was at the scene and he noticed some things. He noticed a silk neck scarf tightly drawn around the neck. That's similar to one of the other ones that we covered. Remember, this handkerchief was around the neck. So I'm trying to think. Why does he keep doing this? Why does he? slit the neck so much and then he ties a silk scarf around it. That's so weird. To start a child, a children's story that would haunt everyone for their nightmares for the rest of their lives. Do you know what story I'm talking about? The girl with the yellow ribbon? The girl with the crimson ribbon or something? Mm-mm. Where do, she has a ribbon tied around her neck and then it turns out they're like, why does she have a ribbon around her neck? And then she takes it off and her head's... Do you know Red Riding Hood is about rape? Little Red Riding Hood is about getting raped? I didn't. Yeah. And the, and the wolf is actually a, a man, like a stalker you know, like um, like you guys fall in love with the wrong person or whatever. Big bad wolf. Yeah, the big bad wolf. It's a man. Come into my bed. And then eat eating her is like, you know. Anyway. Yep. Okay. Right. Um, so this is good for the kids. The doc kids should not be listening to us. If they don't know that by now, then I don't know what to tell them. And I'm sorry for the children that do. A silk a silk neck scarf was tightly drawn around the throat which was slashed two inches below the angle of the jaw the windpipe was completely severed this is within seconds Jack the Ripper did this within seconds the windpipe was completely severed and there was no blood on the clothing Hmm. which makes sense why because it's all in the scarf oh okay I don't know why he's staunching the blood like that maybe so he doesn't get it on him but he's cutting the neck to kill them we know that. That's what that's what he did here, at least in this murder. He cut the neck and then then he was he was pulling up the dress as to take the uterus out at this point. But he had already tied the scarf around. And this is really interesting right here. Dr. Blackwell, who was doing the autopsy, came to the conclusion that the silk scarf was pulled backwards. Quote, but he could not say whether the throat was cut while she was lying on the ground or while she was standing. It might have been done while she was in the act of falling. So he's saying is almost like he's behind her and has the scarf and is just tightening it around her neck, almost maybe to, to silence her screaming. 
This murder is also different because this, we actually have a murder weapon on this one. Unlike all the other ones, we actually have a 12-inch knife produced. Mm, so he left it behind. No. Oh. He didn't. This 12-inch knife was found on a doorstep of number 253 in Whitechapel. So Whitechapel was about two blocks the other way where the Bucks Row murder happened. Mm -hmm. Yep. They had already surmised before they found this knife that Jack the Ripper with the blood drips had gone towards Whitechapel, which is by itself ballsy. Yeah. Because that's where all the murders are happening. Right. So he actually killed this lady and then walked back through Whitechapel Mm -hmm. with all the police. This knife, however, was found on a Whitechapel doorstep, not that night, but 24 hours after the murder. And the thing about it, I was like, well, maybe it was a kid who found it. Like of the res, the kid of the residence. Yep. And I was like, well, maybe it was he just maybe Jack the Ripper tossed it, and it took him twenty four hours to find it. No, it says that knife was not there the hour previous. So Jack the Ripper had came back. Hmm. Not he could have thrown the knife in the Thames, but after this is all over everywhere, he now comes back into Whitechapel with this huge police presence, and he in broad daylight tosses this bloody knife on someone's doorstep as to say, fuck you, police. You can't do shit. That right there Hmm. is ballsy. Yeah, I agree. Because he wanted this kid to find it or somebody to find it, and he waited 24 hours after the murder. So he held on to this knife. So he's walking through Whitechapel with this knife. There are plenty of people getting arrested for just being suspicious looking. If he would have got arrested and they would have found this knife, he would have been caught. But he waited a full 24 hours and then went back through Whitechapel in broad daylight and threw this knife on someone's doorstep. Holy shit. Quay. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot. Yeah. My kids catch passing comments. Oh, God. I don't even know why y'all listen to this, man. This is just trash. This is trash TV. (laughs) This is what it is. I mean, literally, if I wasn't doing this, I would be doing some Maury stuff. Maury stuff? (laughs) You well, are I, not the father. Well, you do have the studio set up like we can have yeah. a talk show in here now. Yeah, so. we're ready. So this is crazy, right? All right, let's go back a few. Let's go back a week before this murder, what I'm talking about, because there was a letter. Oh. We actually have a letter tonight and a postcard. So. Wow. And I I actually have the original bloodstained letter. Don't ask me how I got it. Is this like the last one that we had? Yes. Don't ask me how I'm getting all these, but these are the original letters. Copies. Don't, don't read that Barnes and Noble thing. Yeah. <laughs> Barnes and Noble was a thing back then. So. <laughs> that, was, that was the baker and the candlestick man. <laughs> they joined uh, together. So this is one of the police reports, which I can't read because I've never learned cursive. I can read it. <laughs> because I went to a school that was for special people. And I'm not lying. That school, the elementary school I went to, they didn't teach cursive until like sixth grade. And then, no, yeah, till sixth grade. Then I moved to elementary schools before that when I was like in fourth grade and everyone had already learned it. And I'm still learning how to hold a pencil because I used to hold it weird. And they were like, what school did you, oh, you went, you, you went from Saluda. You, you were in Saluda school. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, well, they stopped teaching cursive for a while. Yeah. I think they're starting to bring it back. So if someone wants to read this, it starts by saying, dear boss, this is the first time we're actually going to see Jack in his true form. This is the first time we, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You 
Don't ruin that. That's priceless. (laughs) (laughs) That's a priceless artifact. (laughs) Can you read it or not? I can read it. I can read it. Um, Do you want me to put my British accent on or no? No, because he might be uh, from Chicago. (laughs) Good point. Okay. Good point. Dear boss, I keep on hearing the police have caught me, but they won't fix me just yet. I have laughed when they look to... I have laughed when they look so clever. So clever and talk about being on the right track. That joke about leather apron gave me real something. Shits. Fits. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was going to say, interesting. This is a little edgier than I thought it would be for the late 1800s. And it's got poop on it. <laughs> Sorry for the poop. I am um, something. What on- I am I am down on whores. And whores. <laughs> whores. <laughs> oh, this is written by Frank. I am down on whores and I shall shall not quit ripping them till do I do yet. All right. Just can't kind of let me read it. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's it's like faded. Yeah. It's well, yeah, it's freaking 200 years old. I know. Don't rip that up. I got to sell that. I'm going to sell it as the real thing. No, you're not. <laughs> you, you will not get my eBay account banned. Uh, I am down on whores. Whores. I'm down on whores and shan't quit ripping them till I do get buckled. Grand work the last job was. I gave the lady no time to squeal. How can they catch me now? I love my work and want to start again. You will soon hear of me with my funny little games. I saved some of the proper red stuff in a ginger beer bottle over the last job to write with, but it went thick like glue and I can't use it. So is he writing these letters with blood originally? Oh, he tried originally. They, they're they written in red ink, as you saw. Yeah. But I guess he couldn't use the blood because it got too thick. But there are blood prints all over it, almost making some of the words illegible. Well, you can tell he's not a doctor because the handwriting is actually not too bad. What? Doctors stereotypically have terrible Oh, handwriting. yeah. Yeah. I mean. True. But then I, again, this is a different time. You know what? I wonder if someone could do this. This is a good, this is a good theory. To find out if this was really written by a Chicago hand, we should go and look at, because I mean, look at this police report here written by a London hand. All nice. And this is written by a common cop. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see that, but I wonder if the writing style is different and the American cursive is just actually. Know. You know what I was thinking is certain how certain things are spelled. Uh huh. Like uh, what? Like British people, and I don't know if if maybe this was different in the 1800s. Like perhaps we still spelled things differently, but like color would be with the U in it. Mm-hmm. C O L O. Oh yeah. And gray oh. could be spelled either with E or A. Yeah. Or uh, what's another one? Uh, there's there's a few. Of so them. are you saying? We don't realize with an S, not a Z. Mm-hmm. I mean, but but in the 1800s, I'm not sure if if Americans would have also spelled things that way too. Possibly. That's what I want. I mean, I think it would be good to someone to search that, and I guess that that's someone being me. But that would, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't definitively tell us that it was from H. H. Holmes. But still, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, um, you will soon hear me with my funny little games. I saved some proper red stuff in a ginger beer bottle. Over the last job to write with, but it went thick like glue and I can't use it. Red ink is fit enough, I hope. Ha ha. The next job I do, I shall clip the lady's ears off and send to the police officers for jolly, wouldn't you? Keep this letter back till I do a bit more work, then give it out straight. My knives... So nice and sharp, I want to get my work right away if I get a chance. Good luck, 
yours truly, Jack the Ripper. Hmm. So he's he's actually coining his own name. Don't mind me given the trade name. So this was like the first time he's using that. This is this is a week before the paper, the Chicago Jack the Ripper. P.S. Wasn't good enough to post this before I got all the red ink off my hands. Curse it. No luck yet. They say I'm a doctor now. Ha ha. Huh. Interesting. Like, I feel like John is a very common name in England, especially during mm-hmm. that time. And Jack being the shorthanded version. What? I wonder if... Yeah. Jack's a shorthanded version of John? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. the same the same amount of letters. It's a nickname. It's a Jack nickname. is a nickname for John. No. Is not. Yeah, it that is. is so it's like people use Bobby for Robert mm-hmm. instead of Robbie. Like that's completely. President different. Kennedy went by Jack. Yeah, I have never. John F. Kennedy. So you're gonna Jack. start calling me Jack? No, no, no. People with H N. Yeah, John J O H N sometimes go by Jack. So from now on, I'm gonna go by Jack, and my sign off is gonna be Jack off. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) (laughs) anyway so so i wonder if like he coined that phrase because it's a common maybe yeah probably probably just like john is yeah john yeah so interesting brandon said we dropped the u in color in 1828 so if if that word kind of comes up we'll have to see if it does come up once i remember color no not color but another o u r word i mean I would assume maybe they would be smart enough to spell it the British way, but maybe not. I don't know. And then uh, Brandon thinks Albert Fish is a possibility to be Jack the Ripper. But didn't he say that Albert Fish was only 18 at this time? Listen, guy. (laughs) (laughs) Albert Fish has already been called. I didn't said that. Uh... I don't think so. Yes, he was. He was. That's born what they were talking about in 1870. So yeah, he would have been 18. He was born in 1870. So yeah, yeah he would have been 18. <laughs> Was it possible? Possibly. Well, I mean. No. Oh, Grace Bud, that was her name. Did he ever, did he go to England? I mean, wasn't New York, he? He was from New York, right? So like. He was born in Washington, D.C. Oh, same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm just doing a quick search right now because I wouldn't know, know otherwise. But like that's, that would be easier for someone to get from the East Coast to London than from Chicago. Um, But he killed little girls. This is a freaking, these are 45 year old women who are yeah. divorced. He lived in, D- I'm not seeing a lot about him he had family that was from England but um he by 1890 at age 20 he moved to New York City oh also he worked in like Delaware Baltimore area also um he is a letter writer though mm. so that does help he also sent uh, or excuse me H.H. H. Holmes to give one more credit towards him also had a child born in London so he possibly visited that child you know yeah so where, where what did we just talk about Brandon is adamant that you look at the letter the letters and compare them I will look at the letters I thought he was already caught who are they talking about then the the one from 12 years ago that they caught using bloodhounds I kind of thought that was oh Brandon says it could be fish Holmes or a royal hmm. I don't see but do we have evidence of fish traveling to the UK we do of Holmes that's the we, that's the difference I think w- w- no we don't of homes. You said he had a daughter that, that doesn't was mean born he, there. He, <clears throat> ha, where, unless the lady came to the U.S., yeah, came here, banged her out. I thought you said that there was evidence of that. Well, we haven't covered it. No, I'm still looking. Yeah, I haven't covered them yet. I like the theory about the royal, but at the same time, I don't like it either. I think all these women are doing it themselves. No, wait. That's, I don't. I would disagree <laughs> with that. Um, no. <laughs> 
It's so funny. When we're doing quackery, women have this thing called hysteria, which I guess no. they still do. <laughs> but that's where the vibrator comes from. There you, you go. <laughs> so y'all would go in for hysteria and literally a doctor would have this vibrator and be like, are you going to, you feel better now? Are you going to stop causing so much trouble <laughs> at home? <laughs> I would, never mind, never mind. Uh, you'd what? <laughs> All right, let me Never see. Mind. So we do have a we do have a name for this poor woman. Now this was she wasn't cut up all the way, but we do have a name, Elizabeth Stride, also known as Lizzie Long. She was Swedish from Stockholm. Her real name was Elizabeth Watts. She was separated from a Mr. Watts, a wine merchant in Bath, because she fooled around with a porter and he threw her out. Since then, she has been quote leading a loose life. And she was at one time living with a seaman who had drowned in the Prince Albert disaster, which I haven't talked about the Princess Albert disaster, but I did see it quite a bit in these papers. It's basically a boat that had crashed on the Thames mm-hmm. and for like two weeks, body parts just started flooding into the freaking Oof, bank. Rough. Yeah. So she was living with a seaman who actually died in the Princess Albert. She was meeting no one in particular. She was living just like the other ones, older lady. She left Saturday night. That's the last time anyone's seen her until she was completely severed open on Sunday. Oh, I thought you said she wasn't completely severed. Well, her her um, her uterus was still there. Yeah, because he was he was interrupted on October first, the day that the papers came out. Basically, the day that they found these bodies, a postcard was delivered to the central news office, a bloody postcard stamped October 1st, and see if you can read that. Maybe match the handwriting. <laughs> that That's the original postcard, so please. As he throws it across the room. Right. Coitus interruptus. That's funny. Okay, Jen can't read. No, I can read it. It's just, it's just that the, I was cutting deer here. Deer here. I was cutting deer, uh, yeah, did something I when was, I gave you the with. All right. I was cutting deer, old boss, when I gave you the tip. You'll hear about Saucy Jack's work tomorrow. Double event this time. Number one squealed a bit. Couldn't finish straight off. Had not time to get ears off for the police thanks to keeping last letter back till I got to work again. Jack the Ripper. So now he uses Saucy Jack. Mm. He's getting funny. And he's called the person Boss again. Yeah, Boss. In 2018, I'm reading the postcard from Wikipedia, so I don't use this as a source, but it says in 2018, forensic linguistics analysis found strong linguistic, is that like linguini? No, No, it's speech. Oh, linguistic evidence suggesting that this postcard and the dear boss letter were written by the same person. So what do you guys think? So he is interrupted. So was he just going to go back home? No, maybe. He's going to go find another victim though? Well, he he put the knife down because he was interrupted. Well, he went back and he put the knife down. So he's probably going to go try to find someone else. He wouldn't do it that same night, though. Or would he? Jack was interrupted at this point. So what did he do? He goes back through Whitechapel and finds another woman while the police are still occupied with this one within the same hour. You see this newspaper headline says, two more Whitechapel murders, women horribly butchered. So within the same hour, he goes, back through Whitechapel and finds an 
another poor creature to dismember. And on the next episode, we're going to talk about her because I don't want to do too many at once. But what do you guys think? Huh? What? Whatever you say. The second murder discovered on Sunday morning exceeds in revolting details or any of the series. And the more the facts become known, the more ghastly does the deed appear. Hmm. The poor woman's clothes had been completely open and part of the intestines laid on her neck. Her head was inclined to the left side. The throat was cut halfway around, revealing a dreadful wound from which blood had flowed in great quantities, staining the pavement for some distance. So this time, it's almost like he's mad. Mm. He's like, shit, you know, they want to screw up. You know, I got interrupted last time. Now he's not using a handkerchief. Or maybe he already used his silk scarf on the last one. He didn't have another one. True. But on this one, he goes, not even 30 minutes later, everyone's rushing to this woman's dead body. He is at the same time mutilating another one a couple hundred yards away. Is this not intense? Yes. Yeah. It's like he was determined to get an organ that night. Both arms were extended. The throat was cut halfway round, revealing a dreadful wound. Blood flowed in great quantities. Round across the right cheek to the nose was another gash, and part of her right ear had been cut off. He said he was going to do it. He promised he was going to do it, and he did it. The poor woman's clothes had been pulled up, her abdomen ripped completely open, and her intestines laid by her neck. So I'm curious if we can link this if a uterus was taken out when we do H.H. Holmes, like if that timeline tracks. You guys want me to keep doing these H, these, uh, you guys want me to keep doing these, right? Yeah. I mean, I know they're freaking, this is, uh, this is dragging on, but I'm not just going to do five Jack the Ripper murders in one episode. No. Yeah. You know? That would be a long episode. But I know it's like torture for you guys probably. No. No. It's really interesting. And I, it, 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 I don't know. It's an unsolved case. So there is a little bit of an appeal of like, can we figure something out here? Also on the next one, we're going to talk about another London horror. <gasps> Do you guys remember during this time? Horror there's a- or whore? <laughs> <laughs> during this time, the exact same time, another series of murders are going Going on that intercedes the Jack the Ripper murders and the Whitechapel murders. Hmm. The Tim's mutilations. Aha. Uh-huh. Separate from the torso. Separate. No, the torso. The torso murders. Oh, there's still more yes, of those. Happening. Yes. The next episode, I'll talk about another one. Oh, another ghastly discovery was made. About five o'clock, a carpenter named Frederick Wildborn was working on the foundation on the Tim's embankment when he came across a neatly done up parcel, which was secreted in one of the cellars. I don't like that word. It was open and the body of a woman, very much decomposed, was found carefully wrapped in a piece of cloth. The trunk was minus the head, both arms and legs, the both arms and legs, and presented a ghastly spectacle. Crazy. So we're going to talk about that one too. Okay. And then eventually we're going to get A.J. Holmes. Damn it, this is going to take us for fucking ever. I mean, A.J. Holmes is a different guy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all. Cool. Hope you guys got enough murder. And honestly, we'll probably be back on. Let's not commit to a day. I'm not committing on, but most likely it'd be Tuesdays and Thursdays. Anyway, that's all I got. So I hope you guys enjoyed and hope you guys have a great rest of the weekend. Have a good Labor Day. Yeah. And I'll be on Discord, Decord, Dickcord. You guys want to talk, but that's all I have. So until next time, jack off. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You are so excited. I thought he was going to forget about it. Uh, Good night, you lovely, lovely people. run this shit.